Hello, welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be covering minute number 37, which goes from 36 to 36.59 on the clock. Uh, we start this minute with Mark and Eduardo entering to the, the I don't know, dorm room suite? I don't know, I don't know what it is. I didn't go to American college. Um, and in there, they uh, go to Mark's computer because he has had this great idea. He has one last thing to add to the Facebook before the Facebook goes live. Um, And so he adds the relationship status. Um, And then, you know, he explains what the relationship status is all about to Eduardo. Um, And Eduardo sums it up a little bit quicker than Mark does uh, when they get to a certain point. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, they talk a little bit about the masthead uh, finishing the minute with Eduardo saying, you have no idea what this is going to mean to my father. And Mark saying... Sure I do. Uh, which is a nice little moment to finish the minute on. And joining me to talk about this minute is Scott Carello. Hello, Scott. I'm back. Hello. I mean, we talked about uh, a little bit yesterday, but this is, you know, this is it. This is Mark coding in the relationship status. Um, and I feel maybe going a little too far in explaining to people why the re- <laughs> why the relationship status um, will work. Uh, but also, like, this is kind of, um, you know, uh, the whole point of Facebook, uh, as a contrast to MySpace, uh, was that it wasn't filled with, well, I mean, MySpace, you could basically mess with HTML, and you could make your page as garish as you wished it to be, mm-hmm. uh, or as simple as you wished it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that sold Facebook at the start was, it was not <laughs> MySpace. You know, you wouldn't go into someone's page and it would take six minutes to load because it had tons of sparkly gifts that were coming up as the page loaded. Um, you know, it was very, very simple. And, you know, this is something that Mark says in this minute. You know, it's clean and simple. You know, Eduardo actually compliments him and says, this looks good. It looks really good. I love uh, I love um, Andrew Garfield's delivery of, the, <laughs> of those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Mark does a tiny bit of coding. Uh, you know, fills us in on exactly what a Facebook status, you know, the the kind of the, the status update is all about. Um, you know, the relationship status, interested in, this is what drives life at college, he tells us. <laughs> As if we've never heard of American colleges um, or seen any films in the last 30 years that feature people going to American colleges. <laughs> which I, you know, uh, but I, st- I still kind of like it because... Um, you know, well, first of all, I think this is one of the very few times in the film where he actually says the Facebook, um, you know, I think from this point on, particularly in the depositions, they always just refer to it as Facebook. And we get to the point, you know, later on where obviously, you know, that change happens where mm-hmm. they get rid of the, the, uh, so this, it's nice just to hear him say the Facebook. And then also there's a whole thing about, you know, why people would log on to this site and why they would stay on the site. Uh, and again, that is something that will become a big selling point, you know, once Justin Timberlake gets involved in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but also I do think kind of, you know, all of that, I, I don't know, it feels a little bit too much, like it's just kind of exposition. It's just explaining to everybody who probably already has a Facebook account, <laughs> you know, what goes on with relationship statuses on Facebook accounts. I think the moment that's kind of nice is the stuff about the masthead and the fact that, you know, Eduardo Saverin is listed as co-founder and CFO. Um, and you know, this is probably, I don't know, there's, a, there's maybe a, a few more moments in this film that kind of, you know, from this point on, we start to get a bit of friction between Eduardo and Mark, uh, in the flashbacks, obviously we already have that friction in the, you know, in the court stuff. Um, so it's nice to kind of have this, I, I wouldn't say a final like moment between the two of them, but from now on, you know, once Facebook is up and running, um, you know, the direction of the, the site becomes a sticking point between the two of them. And obviously, you know, 
we see where that kind of heads later on in the film. Uh, so I think it's just a nice little moment between the two of them. Uh, also, it's really weird because by the time this film came out, I don't think Facebook's masthead existed in the same way. And so it's kind of weird that they make a big moment out of this because if you want to find Facebook's masthead now, you have to really search for it. it like it's it's very very hard to find. You can still find it, but like it takes a little bit of googling just to figure out exactly where the masthead has been moved to because it's now buried under you know various different pages. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. Even it, like I'm almost certain after seeing this film for the first time, I was like, where is the masthead? Like I you know I couldn't see Eduardo Severin's name anywhere. So. You know, I, you know, I, I just I find it kind of a weird moment. I think it's interesting that you call it a nice moment um, because I always took it as a the first instance of uh, Mark manipulating him um, and uh, trying to control him. Um, because that moment where he says, you have no idea what this is going to mean to my dad and him saying, sure, I do. Uh, it's I, to me, I always read that moment as, yeah, sure I do. And now I have power over you because you're not going to want to lose <laughs> being on the masthead, um, because yeah. of what it would mean to your father. And like, I know that. And that's why I did this, uh, is because now I'm always going to have my thumb over you. Um, and he does like, he proves the rest of the movie, like until like almost the bitter end of the movie, you know, he is kind of in control. Uh, and it, and I think it all comes back to this moment of like, if you want to be the co-founder of face of the Facebook, uh, you know, you need to listen to me. It's creator. Um, because you know, I'm the creator of Facebook. You're the co-founder. Like it's a different thing. And it just, it feels like a, a, a very deep manipulation to me. Um, but then again, again, my reading of this is that Mark <laughs> is very much on the spectrum. And so um, I, I feel like that sort of leads uh, back to that. I, I always feel like it's one of the very few kind of like honest moments when he says, you know, I have you have no idea what it's going to mean for my father. And he says, sure, I do. Like as if he, you know, uh, these are these are obviously meant to be friends. And, you know, he's you know, there's an implication there that he knows what Eduardo has been trying to do to maybe get out of his father's shadow or get to his father's approval or like, mm. it, it feels like it kind of shades a little bit of backstory uh, in a way that isn't quite as expositional as Mark explaining what college is to another college person <laughs> as they stand right next to him. Yeah. Like it, it, it just, it feels, I mean, you're right. There probably is some manipulation going on there, but I think maybe in Jesse Eisenberg's performance, it's a like, I feel like uh, his his kind of portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg in huge inverted commas because I don't, you know, I mean, we've seen Mark Zuckerberg in public now enough to know that he's maybe just a little bit like the the character Jesse Eisenberg's playing, but not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, of, you're right, a lot of the kind of interactions that Mark have Mark has with people throughout this film, they do feel like, you know, he, he isn't reading their cues or, you know, like it, it feels like it is being played, like you say. But in that one moment, it just feels like the the uh, maybe I'm just hearing the you know I, you know I know that maybe that kind of moment as a bit more honest and you know kind of something between two friends. Um, although at the same time, you know there is the undertone of a bit of manipulation going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know of like well your co-founder and CFO and you know like just kind of putting him in his place and making it clear that you know co-founder isn't really you know. I don't know. It's it's not as as kind of as good as being the creator of the Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, also the kind of when his when his thing where he's talking about, you know, like the the you know the relationship status interested in, which are obviously the the two little things that kind of get coded as we watch. Um, you know, the thing that he, when Mark is explaining and he says, you know, um, this is what drives life at college. You know, are, are you having sex or aren't you? It's why people take certain classes or sit where they sit. Obviously, I think that's a little bit of a callback to the whole course match thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he was in when he was kind of being buttered up by the twins and Divya, you know, they talked about course match. And obviously it feels like that would that would be one of the reasons why you would have course matches. It's not just to kind of take the same classes as your friends. It's to take the same classes as, as you know, potential, you know, interested, like potential partners. You know, that's that's that was kind of one of the implications of that. But obviously here it feels like it's a bit more like, yeah, well, you know, of course you want to be able to see people's relationship status and, you know, what, what courses they're taking and which classes they're doing. And, you know, like that, that all of that is kind of part of college life. I mean, you know, other than going out to bars and in America drinking illegally or in this country drinking very legally, um, <laughs> you know, like where else are you going to meet people other than in classes? Mm-hmm. And so, but I do kind of like that, you know, <laughs> when, when he says, you know, that's that's what the Facebook is going to be about. And then he says, people are going to log on because after all the cake and watermelon, there's a chance they're actually going to get. And of course, Eduardo just says, get laid. And of course, Mark kind of just goes, meet a girl. <laughs> and I like how... Again, that kind of the divergence there between the two of them where like Eduardo is basically being real and Mark is kind of trying to, you know, euphemize it just a tiny bit and be like, yeah, (laughs) like, you know, meet a girl, you know. And so I just kind of like that Eduardo, you know, makes it clear exactly what the site, you know, is going to be about for some people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The irony being you know 15 something years later you know there is there has been talk for many months now of this whole kind of facebook dating thing where you can actually do kind of almost what this scene is talking about where like the idea of uh, i guess they're trying to i don't know compete with some other apps um but <laughs> yeah so i i, I kind of i just kind of like the this the kind of the fact that mark is, is still even when he's saying you know certain classes sit where they sit like that that kind of stuff which again is i guess meant to be inspired by the whole you know question about art class from from dustin moskovitz um you know it, the fact that eduardo is just like get laid mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh i i like i like that he kind of cuts through it a little bit whereas mark's like you know um, and then this is where we do kind of get the the moment of like you know it's ready and I I kind of I kind of like Eduardo's and then this is something that I think Andrew Garfield does in this performance a lot which is he always is one or two steps behind Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. um, and I think that's how he plays Eduardo as being just a little bit kind of behind what Mark's doing so when he's got the you know like that's it and then Eduardo's like what do you mean and he's like it's ready and he's like it's ready like so it's like it's like almost too many questions where he's like yeah right now and he's like. Yeah, right now, like, and and I, I just kind of like how he doesn't realize what Mark's done, uh-huh. and it takes it takes a few, okay, like takes a few seconds before Eduardo's like, oh right, okay, so the like this is the site now, it's done, like it's yeah. finished. Well, I I think that's more about about Eduardo being he's not really I don't know that he's necessarily like I mean he is technically two steps behind Mark in that in that moment, but I always read that moment as more of like what. Well, him being surprised by the the fact that there's like no pomp and circumstance to it like he's just like it's yeah. done and he's like what 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 do you what do you mean like we're just <laughs> we're just sitting here like what what do you mean it's done you know like 
uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, in his mind there, he's like expecting like confetti or something like something to happen to, uh, to, to notate that it's time for the Facebook to go live. And it's not just Mark hitting a button and being like, okay, it's done. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's more about that, about his, his sort of naive naivete about, uh, coding and website development and all of that and not understanding that like yeah when it's when it's done it's not a big deal like it's just it's 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 done like i'm done typing the things in to make it a thing that exists and now it exists and that's it it's over it's done um and uh and i so i really like that i like that a lot because it 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 does set him up as um, you know, the, the guy who is being swept up into this because he's friends with Mark, but he isn't any, he, and he does things with numbers and things like that. Being the CFO, he's the financial guy, but which is important obviously to a new company. But I think that he doesn't really know any of this stuff. And so he's sort of being swept into it. And so, so the idea that he's expecting like almost like a ribbon cutting ceremony to happen before it, it goes live. Like it throws him that it's just done, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it'd be like, it'd be like going in and hit and, and the guy sh showing you being like, Hey, so I realized the thing that our restaurant was missing was napkin holders. Well, I have the napkin holders. <laughs> okay, great. All right, great. So we're open now. What do you, what do you mean we're open now? <laughs> like that's, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of at that level. And, and, you know, in a restaurant, like that would be weird. That would be super weird. And, and I think that, uh, Eduardo is, is, you know, that being the only thing that he has to compare it to is like a business opening is that it, it feels weird to just be like, what do you, what do you mean? It's just, it's, it's on, like, it's, it's up, like it's ready. It's, it's going, um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like it, it, yeah. So I really, I do really like his, his performance. Cause it really does show that he's a little out of touch with this whole world. It also contrasts of course, to later on in the film where we have like, you know, the millionth member party, which is a big celebration, like, right? You know that that is like a big deal. Uh, whereas here, it's just like you know the one the one member celebration party is a little bit more low key, right? And, you know, <laughs> the only member so far, I think, is Mark Zuckerberg, right? Um, and as well, like the masthead here is not just you know for that little moment between Eduardo and Mark. It's obviously setting something up a few minutes down the line once uh, you know news of this site spreads. And, uh, you know, we get a little bit of commentary from the uh, from the twins and from Divya as to what they think of, of this particular masthead. Mm -hmm. uh, so, again, it's it's Sorkin just setting something up for him to kind of pay it off a few more minutes down the line. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else that you feel we need to cover in this minute? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's interesting, of course, because, you know, this is a film with a lot of people sitting at computers typing. Um, and I think David Fincher kind of keeps it interesting. You know, there's a bit of movement in this scene, like when they come into the into the dorm and they sit down and, you know, they're kind of it's not just a simple Mark sits in front of a computer and types like there's a you know, there's the back and forth. And, you know, there's the, the kind of the whole thing of them kind of revealing the site. And, you know, so it's I, again, it's like, you know, David Fincher, obviously, he's a good director for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think like just kind of someone, you know, this could have easily just been a scene of Mark just typing it and Edward walking in and he's saying, I've just done this. But instead, there's a kind of there's an energy to the scene mm -hmm. so that it's it's not just like someone typing something. There's, you know, there's a kind of a build up. Yeah. Um, although I find it interesting that, you know, Mark is like there's no live nude girls because I like I mean, I, I guess that's maybe a criticism of the Internet at the time, but it was very much kind of 
you know, I mean, I'm sure anyone who's old enough remembers the constant never-ending pop-ups of various yeah. websites. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and how hard you would fight just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, get a page to stay in one place. Um, so that, it's nice that that's just a, a little passing thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into it in detail because I'm sure, you know, those who know, know. Well, but... well, I will say it is it is a nice setup to the arguments that they're going to have later on about, about uh, Mark being very adamant that there are no advertisements on Facebook and that Facebook shouldn't be earning any money. Like you need to find <laughs> other other financial streams because I don't I don't want live nude girls on Facebook, right? Um, and yeah. and I think I think that it's the beginning of that. It's it's him saying right from go, like we're launching Facebook today with no advertisements, Eduardo, uh, and that's going to make <laughs> Eduardo's life uh, kind of a living hell uh, going forward, where he's trying to find money for Facebook when he doesn't want advertisements like how do you then then what do i what am i supposed to do how am i supposed to get make money for this website if you're not letting me put advertisements on this um and and i think that that's like a really important sticking point for their relationship i think it it's sort of uh it's where they start to sort of diverge as partners um is at that where it's it just feels to eduardo like mark is uh making this as difficult as possible for him um, and and it all <laughs> Which kind of in some ways he definitely is. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Like yeah, for yeah. sure. That's that's probably one of the things. Yeah, that's yeah. like you know it, maybe that's just a kind of uh, that's not his main aim, but he he certainly doesn't not enjoy making things hard for Eduardo <laughs> as things go on. Right. Um, uh, and then I so, do I do just want to give a shout out to the the um, uh, Resner Ross score here uh, because I I I I think it's so funny. Like when you watch the movie. The score is so good. Uh, I mean, it's a great score. I, I write to this score all the time. Uh, it's, it's sort of my go-to writing score. Um, but w- w- watching these scenes in a vacuum, it, it feels like a really weird choice. <laughs> like, it, you know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's great like for the, the totality of the film tonally. Like it feels really right and great. But then watching like the scene in a vacuum, like this score is really weird for the scene. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's yeah. great. I, I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, Painted Sun and Abstract is kind of one of the more low-key uh, kind of um, – you know, uh, I, I was going to say tunes, but I don't know if that feels right. But uh, <laughs> themes, let's say, it's mm-hmm. one of the more kind of like quieter themes in the film. Um, you know, I think some of the other, like the kind of the stuff from like Face Mash and, you know, earlier in the film had a bit more kind of energy to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of, I mean, we'll get a bit more into it in the next, uh, well, not the next minute, but the, actually the minute after that as to how this this particular theme finishes because it has a bit of a kind of odd ending, I feel, (laughs) Um, you know, but that kind of works with what's going on on screen. Um, But yeah, it is, it is a, it's a wonderful score. I mean, you know, uh, the uh, the wonderful thing about it is you can put the score on and just walk around in your everyday life and you feel like you are back in the social network Mm -hmm. Um, and you can pretend that you are Mark Zuckerberg or Eduardo Severin. Um, I don't know why you would want to do that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, from my point of view, just it just takes me back to 2010 and just sure. makes me feel nostalgic for that year. So. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's a ve- it's a very good kind of it's a very good score, and uh, you know, I've praised it enough already at this point in other minutes. But yeah, it's just I, I think as well, it's interesting that y- y- you know, like um, ob- obviously David Fincher kind of 
I, I don't know that you there are very many kind of like traditional scores to his films, like, you know, stuff with the Dust Brothers and Fight Club and, um, you know, it's kind of some of the David Bowie stuff that's in Seven. And like, it just it just feels like he doesn't really just want like, you know, an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he doesn't really have like a relationship with a composer in the same way as, say, you know, like a John Williams or a Danny Elfman does with, you know, like a Spielberg or or a Burton like it just it doesn't feel like the I mean obviously he's worked with uh, Trent Reznor now in a few films but it doesn't like it doesn't really feel like that you, you know I mean I guess another film could come out tomorrow and it would have no Trent Reznor score and I don't think people would be surprised it's not like David Fincher is like wedded to the idea of always working with him but right it's just interesting that kind of the next couple of films that he's worked with him it's you know like I mean I, I can't imagine Trent Reznor could have scored Curious Case of Benjamin Button because right you know that I mean it would have been a completely different film if he yeah. did that. That being said, I would love to see uh, Fincher uh, re-edit Alien Three into the film he wanted it to be, and then let Reznor <laughs> do the score. Uh, yeah, that would be incredible. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, obviously the Facebook now is live, so uh, you know, let's talk about when you went live on Facebook and not facebook live i'm talking mm-hmm. about when did you join facebook can well, you recall well yeah i do actually it's funny i uh i remember first hearing about facebook from a friend of mine who was uh attending purdue university in uh indiana um and uh, i visited him and he showed me facebook and then proudly told me that i could not join facebook because i did not have an edu address because I went to college very late in life um, because I couldn't uh, 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 when you're when you're when you're 18 here and you you can't you can apply for college but you can't go without your parents uh, giving you their income um, for like phosphor purposes and like you can't get loans out without them co-signing the loans and things like that until you're legally an adult um, and uh, that's not until you turn 25 and then even then, you can't, 25 is when you're legally adult, but you would still be using the previous year's income, which means you'd still have to have your parents. So you really can't do it until you're 26. Um, and so I had to wait until I was 26 before I could go to college. And he was very proud of the fact that uh, he had, could have a Facebook and I could not. Um, and uh, I hated Facebook as a result. I thought, I thought I was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's, it's like, uh, it's like a pretentious college thing. Oh, great. Fantastic. Um, it's a, it's a way, it's a way to, to, to keep the, the dumb, dumb riffraffs out. Right. Um, the, (laughs) like that's, that's kind of what it felt like when it first came online um because you know it was harvard first and then it was ivy league schools and then it was just college um and then eventually opened up to the public so i think i didn't have a facebook once it went public i didn't get a facebook for a long time because i was i felt that it was like snooty and i didn't want to be a part of it um so I forget exactly when, but I want to say it was – I could probably go log into Facebook right now and see when I joined. Um, but I want to say it was it was not that long before this movie. Like I, I want to say I did it in like the um, – like around like maybe like 2007, something like that is would be my guess. Somewhere in that range, um, 2007, 2008, something like that. 
Uh, but it was, yeah. it was definitely later than most people because of that interaction I had with that friend who's no longer a friend, um, who is uh, very, very proudly uh, uh, telling me how I can't have Facebook because I didn't go to college. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that was my first <laughs> that was my first interaction with Facebook was Facebook being too good for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something obviously, you know, that gets discussed uh, towards the end of this week. Uh, is there's a lovely there's a lovely little interaction wh- where somebody else explains to someone that you can't get onto the site, mm-hmm. um, so we can get into that. Uh, but uh, I feel like we said about as much as we can about this particular minute. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Scott? Uh, sure, you can. Uh, you can actually find me on um, the Cornetto Minute, which is uh, uh, one of the the podcasts that I'm doing currently. And uh, on the Cornetto Minute, we cover the uh, the Cornetto trilogy one minute at a time. So we've done uh, 95, all of 95 minutes of Shaun of the Dead. And uh, we're now covering Hot Fuzz. And uh, next year, we will uh, return to cover The World's End um, and wrap up that show uh, with that. So check that out. That's at DuelingGenre.com, the site that I plugged yesterday, or you can get it in any uh, podcast app. But I do that with uh, my co-host, Nick Jimenez, and uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, so check that out. It's the Cornetto Minute. And you can find us on MySpace at MySpace.com slash The Social Minute, or on Twitter at Social underscore Minute, or on Facebook at The Social Minute Podcast. Thanks so much for being my guest here today. Scott? Of course. And otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow.